on the um season four that was Judith Priest breaking the law from what year was that no idea no idea had to be the 80s right <coughs> yeah must have been must have been the 80s welcome to dump on the ump my name is Joel with me tonight is Sam what were you gonna say Sam I was just gonna say that that song is about shoplifting so. <laughs> moment has passed <laughs> just the two of us tonight, so yeah, we buckle got, up for some extended pauses. We, extended pregnant pauses here tonight, we got, everybody. We got all the extended pregnant pauses tonight. It's going to be great. It's Monday night. Jesse is going... He's doing civic duties. He's going to a political debate tonight, so... Yeah. We told him to heckle the candidates as much as he could. Yeah, he's he's working on his streak of getting kicked out of political functions. <laughs> That's a streak he's got going. Well, he's looking to start the streak, I think. Right, a streak of zero. This will this yeah. will make it a streak <laughs> of one. <laughs> got to start somewhere, though. <laughs> Again, this is dump on the ump. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Please listen to us on SoundCloud or iTunes, and please rate or review us. And thank you to everybody who listened last week to our Justin Timberlake North Korean halftime show episode. How, how did we do? We did okay. We got, any, we, got, we got any North Koreans? Oh, let me check. We got 13 new listens. We got some interesting interesting cities in the top, uh, top 12. Um, coming in at number one this week, Centerville, Maryland. Thank you very much, Centerville. Or Centreville, I guess, is how it's spelled. Bend, Oregon, number two. Hi, Mom. Hi, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> number three, and I really wish that Jesse were here for this. Uli, Florida. Y-U-L-E-E, Florida. Uli? Uli. Y-U-L-E-E, Florida. Outside of Jacksonville, so go Jaguars. And I had no idea what Uly, Florida was, and I looked it up. Formerly known as Robert E. Lee, Florida. Uh, you're closer than you know. <laughs> Uly... That's pretty, it's pretty safe bet down there. <laughs> Outside of Jacksonville, that's kind of low-hanging fruit, you know? <laughs> Uly, Florida was named after Senator Uly. I think his first name was David. Who was the first Jewish person, the first Jewish senator in the United States of America? Oh, okay. Yeah, he was elected senator from Florida in 1852 and resigned in 1861 to join the Confederacy and had a massive sugar plantation outside of Jacksonville. Ah. And 
was uh, briefly incarcerated by the Union Army for helping Jefferson Davis escape. Huh. Why briefly? He got... What's the word I'm looking for? Not forgiven. Exonerated? Exonerated. A lot of the Confederate um, officers did as part of Reconstruction and re really Reconciliation after the end of the Civil War. Right. Did he get to keep his sugar plantation? He did not get to keep his sugar plantation. He did get to keep his railroads, though, and he became fabulously wealthy fabulously wealthy uh, after the Civil War as a railroad baron. Huh. Yeah. Well, History. The more you know, I guess. The more you know. Coming in at number six, Seattle, Washington. Go Mariners. Yeah. Number seven, Toronto, Canada. Hey. Hey, Jose hey. Bautista. Hey, Jose. Hey, Jose. Number nine, Philadelphia. Hope that person from Philadelphia who listens to us is happy about the Eagles winning. Yeah, didn't we insult the Eagles a lot? We did. We did. The last, <laughs> last episode? We did. Um, I get the feeling that maybe we won't get that listener back this week. Probably not. I get some things I can still... I get some new opinions. I've been thinking about that Super Bowl a lot this week. I've got If we get to it... I've got some things I can I can add to it. Um, rounding out our other cities in our top twenty, Sittingbourne, United Kingdom. That sounds like the most English name I could come up with for a town. Sittingbourne. Right. You basically just admitted that you made that town up. <laughs> right. And Bourne is spelled B-O-U-R-N-E, like Jason Bourne, like the most British yeah. possible spelling I think you could come up with. So hello, Sitting Bourne. Right. Thanks to a... Sit sitting Bourne. Sitting Bourne. Sitting Bourne. Sitting. Like, you're born sitting up? I don't know. Right. Isn't Sitting Bull famous Yeah. native chieftain? Yeah. That's different. Huh. Sounds like cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Rounding up our top 20, hello Portland, Oregon, New York, Providence, Chicago, Illinois, Beirut, Lebanon. Nice. Yes. What's up, Beirut? The Paris... We have a drinking game in this country named after your town. Right. Just FYI. Right, right. Do you think they have a drinking game named Providence? Uh, maybe. <laughs> it's just called Boston. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and Malacacheta, Brazil. Hmm. So... That was probably a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was probably a mistake. It's what's known as a misclick, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, so, coast to coast, internationally, thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy our product.
So we walked on to what did we walk on to? It was so long ago. Breaking, Breaking the, the law. law. Breaking the law. I know. This is exciting. This is exciting. Yes. Because we actually have some baseball news to start the show off with this week, which we haven't been able to do for a long time. Because uh, not a lot's been happening. But right. you want to drop this bombshell? Show? So, ex-All-Star pitcher Esteban Loaiza arrested on drug charges. And this is not just drug charges. This is right. serious drug charges. Arrested with over 20 kilos of cocaine and heroin. Yeah. That's a lot, dude. Right? That's a lot. That seems, seems like a lot. Especially because he claimed it was for personal use. <laughs> and I assume. And there's a I lot... I don't know if that's true. Right, it's probably true. There is a I'm lot crazy about this scenario. Esteban Loaiza, he did play for the White Sox. I have no... He played for them in the early ooze. I have no memory of him. He played... He played for the Blue Jays, right? He played for, for lots of teams. Oh, and he was arrested in Milwaukee. I mean, San Diego. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he pitched for... A lot of drugs running through that area of the country. <laughs> Wisconsin. I mean, Southern California. <laughs> he finished second in the AL Cy Young Award voting in 2003. He played 14 seasons for nine teams... White Former Sox, MLB pitcher Esteban Loaiza is facing Loiza. serious criminal charges in California. <laughs> Loaiza was arrested last week. just do a podcast and you just playing stuff on your computer. I should. I feel like I do remember him playing, and I think that it, he played maybe for the Blue Jays or Baltimore or something like he that. He did play for the Blue Jays. He played for nine different teams. Right. And he, he was good. To, well, he was... Two-time All-Star, second, second place in the Cy Young voting in 2003, and then became like a journeyman. So I guess the question is, what road took him down to this path? Uh, I don't know. Like, you want me to speculate? Is that what you're asking? Right. He last pitched in 2008. So it's been 10 years since he retired. Right. Uh, but he probably made a decent amount of money in his career, right? That would, that would be my assumption. You would think, because he's a baseball think. player and a pitcher at that. Right. <clears throat> so, you know, people throw a lot of money at pitchers. So the question is, do you think... And, like, he was caught with the drugs. It's not like... right. Police did this like really long investigation where they ended up. It was like, oh, Esteban Meliza is the kingpin here. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, my theory is that it's like a certain sort of like taken scenario where an international uh, group of terrorists had yes. like kidnapped his, like a cartel. You yes. Know? Yes. Kidnapped his family. And they're like, oh, you're a celebrity in Milwaukee, I mean, Southern California. Right. You can probably drive all these drugs around and you won't get caught with them because you'll just, everyone knows you, you know? Right. Right. So you think so he's being he, he was coerced. That's, I mean, his, yeah. his what family's life depended on it. That's what yes. I mean. Yes. 
So what we're saying is he needs to call Liam Neeson. Right. Right. And have Liam Neeson... Or no, what we're saying is that he, if he was Liam Neeson, he wouldn't be in this mess to begin with because he would have killed everybody. Right. Yeah. So the he was born in Tijuana and was married to the Mexican-American singer Jenny Riviera, who filed for divorce shortly before she died in a plane crash in 2012. The 43-year-old Riviera was known as the Diva de la Banda and died as her career was peaking. She was perhaps the most successful female singer in Grupero, a male-dominated Mexican regional style, and sold more than 15 million records. Loaiza sued the aircraft's owners in 2014 for wrongful death, but her relatives accused him of trying to profit from her death. He denied the accusations and later retracted his lawsuit. Hmm. The plot thickens. Wow. This is some paperback mystery shit right here. Big of keep going or? Uh, that I'm looking, I'm scanning. What, what, I mean... So what, what you're saying is they probably didn't have his wife held hostage. <laughs> probably not, because she, she was dead. Because she divorced him, and then she died. <laughs> yes. Coincidentally? Right, right, that's, that's the next question. Is this, is this a conspiracy theory? Well, okay, new theory... Esteban Loiza is in charge of the cartel. There you go. And his superstar musician wife found out about it. There you go. And was like, I can't live this life anymore, Esteban. I need a divorce. And then, like, she gets on her private jet. He has his guys tamper with the engines. There you go. It goes down over the Pacific Ocean. Uh-huh. Nobody's found. Right. No wreckage Ooh, found. Good. Right? Yes. <laughs> and then comes back. Yeah. She comes back, right? Everyone thinks she's dead, mm-hmm. but it's like an "I know what you did last summer" sort of scenario, right? Right? He starts finding these like really weird notes all around his house, real creepy shit, right? Uh huh. Then his buddies start dying mysteriously. You know what I mean? Yes. <clears throat> He's freaking out. Somebody's taking down his operation. And he's, like, doesn't have anyone to carry the drugs across the border anymore from Tijuana into Milwaukee. I mean, San Diego. Right. So he has to do it himself. Someone makes an anonymous call to the police using one of those voice scrambler things. Right. You, you don't know who it is. But they pick him up 22 pounds of dope later, 22 kilos of dope. He's in jail. There you go. There you go. I love it. You weren't listening. You're like reading something on the internet. Yes. So So he married Jenny Riviera in 2010 and made several appearances on her family's reality television show, I Love Jenny. Uh Um, He played for, you ready? Pittsburgh, Texas, Uh Toronto. The White Sox. Yeah, how, how long for Toronto? Two thousand to years? Two, three years. Two thousand to two thousand two. Okay. 
White Sox, Yankees, Nationals, A's, Dodgers, and White Sox. How long was he on the Yankees? 2004. He never was on a team for longer than four seasons. Huh. Even the White Sox, who he played for twice? Right. He played for them 2003 to 2004, and then again in 2008, which was his last season in the MLB. His, he had, in 2003, he led the AL in strikeouts, second in wins. He finished second in the Cy Young behind, ooh, okay, trivia, you ready? Yeah. He finished second place in Cy Young, AL Cy Young voting in 2003. Fourth uh-huh. place was Tim Hudson. Uh-huh. Third place, Pedro Martinez. Uh-huh. Second place... This guy, Esteban Loaiza, uh-huh. who won? I was going to guess Pedro Martinez, so I don't know. Okay. Um, Fellow Blue Jay. Oh, right. Hold on. Uh, Roy Halliday. Yes, Roy Halliday. Yeah. Yeah. Who will be honored by the Blue Jays in their opening Whoa. game. Who also died in a mysterious way. Exactly. That's what I was getting at. I think, <laughs> I think Loaiza's got some explaining to do. This goes so much deeper than a normal drug bust. Right. That's all I'm saying. Yes, this guy's got this connections. Guy. John Denver might be involved in this. <laughs> and Sonny Bono and... Yeah. And JFK Jr. JFK Jr. That Russian guy, I think, who died last week. Was he in the plane? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um. Huh. Trying to find some career stats here. Win loss record: one hundred and twenty-six and one hundred and fourteen. Pretty medium? Yeah. I think he had two good years, 2003-2004. And then was really never good again. So in the length, in the list of sports criminals, where is this going to, alleged sports criminals, I guess I should say, where is this going to rank? This is no O.J. Simpson. Not even uh, Ray Lewis or Floyd Mayweather, right? Right, but it seems more grand than uh, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like somebody like was a you know idiot and killed people. You know what I mean? In like a crime of passion. You know? Right. It's like not there's like Aaron Hernandez. You know? I mean, there's. There's actually no hyperbole to say there's got to be organized crime behind this. Right. You think? I think. It's kind of hard to get that much that heroin and cocaine going from Mexico to Milwaukee, I mean San Diego, without some connections. Do we know that it actually came from Mexico? We just assume that because... He was... was right. I guess that... He was arrested... Oh, they found the cocaine at his home. 
worth an forty-four pounds worth an estimated five hundred thousand dollars, according to the San Diego Sheriff's Department. I believe he also got a DUI in two thousand six. So Here we go. What you're saying is that his criminality is escalating. Well, if I were a prosecutor, I would mention that. <laughs> Officers stopped Loiza for a minor traffic infraction Friday after he left the home he started renting recently in the Pacific Coast community of Imperial Beach along the U.S.-Mexico border. Authorities had the vehicle under surveillance on suspicion it was used for smuggling drugs. When, I'm going to keep reading. When officers yeah. searched the vehicle, they found a sophisticated compartment used to conceal contraband. That led them to obtain a search warrant for Loitza's rental home, where they found the package of drugs, according to investigators. Huh. This is all new information, because I looked this up yesterday, and uh -huh. none of this was, or maybe this morning, I didn't uh -huh. find any of this info. It was all very hush-hush. I think so we need to... house that he recently started... Yeah. Recently started renting this house. Yeah. In, on the border of Mexico. And he had a team of trained sharks <laughs> swim drugs over the border that he picked up on the beach. Right? You know... I saw this on Shark Week. This is the thing. This really sounds like an episode of Columbo to me. <laughs> right, Columbo's involved in this theory, actually. It's yeah. funny that you should bring that up. <laughs> He's falling on hard times. He's helping out Esteban Eliza right no, now. No, no, Columbo would never do that. He was a man of the people, Sam. Take that yeah, back. Heroin well, <laughs> is a cruel mistress, Bill. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Columbo finds himself doing a lot of things he used to think he would never do. So. Yep. Anyway. So, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. Long story short, don't do heroin. Yeah. Don't, if you're going to train sharks to carry things, have it be not heroin. You know the old saying, liquor before beer, don't do heroin. <laughs> that's, a, that's, uh, a, all right. that's a BoJack Horseman line. Yeah. That's, that's right. <laughs> uh, so. So, that's, uh, I'm I I was on vacation this weekend. I want I want to talk about this for a second. I was on vacation this weekend, and I. The reason I bring this up is I haven't been able to watch a lot of Winter Olympics. I apologize for that. I was going to Tucson, Arizona to go to the Meet My Younger Sister at the Fossil and Gem Show in Tucson, Arizona. Which this is... sounds like a Columbo episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it should be a Columbo episode. Um, it's like, oh, I'll just have a nice weekend off visiting my sister in Tucson at the Gem Festival. <laughs> well, sure we, we could have stolen, I think the most expensive piece I saw was $30,000. Oh, really? Yeah. There was a lot of very bling-bling kind of shit at this show. 
it was it was fascinating. If I'm gonna get into that, but but before I say that, I did the math. I was gone for eighty hours. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I spent forty four of those eighty hours actually in Tucson, Arizona. How many? Forty four out of eighty hours. Oh nice. The other thirty six I spent either in an airplane or in an airport. I got stuck. What about were you in a hotel for a while? Oh, yes. You're correct. Or in a hotel. That in Dallas, a Texas. A giant hotel. A giant hotel. I got stuck because of weather in Champaign. I got stuck because of weather in Chicago. And I got stuck in Dallas because I missed my connection coming home because of mechanical errors. Thanks very much, American Airlines. Yeah, I don't care if you're not going to sponsor us now. Fix your airplanes. <laughs> they were never going to sponsor us anyway, Joe. <laughs> but I did get to spend a lovely 44 hours in Tucson, Arizona at the Gem and Fossil Show. And do you ever see those Christopher Guest documentaries? Well, they're mockumentaries, I mean, like Best in Show. Best in Show is a documentary, first of all. That's a true story. <laughs> cover to cover. Uh, yes. Yep. He should do one about gem, gem and fossil collectors because this subculture of America and the world is fascinating. Let me put it this way. I wore my black tennis shoes, my thigh-high dinosaur socks. Uh, not thigh. Shin-high. Oh, oh, not thigh. <laughs> Almost to my knees. Almost to my knees. And my black cargo shorts. And I fit in perfectly at this convention. It was amazing. Yeah. This Your thigh-high socks, that's getting into gem and fossil people, like, softcore porn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, like, trolling for action, walking around in gem and fossil beds. <laughs> <laughs> like pantyhose and yeah. garters, yeah. Right, but with like cargo short shorts. They're short shorts, but they still have cargo pockets on them. And like high heel boots, but they're like hiking boots at the same time somehow. No, they're they're still like New Balances. <laughs> yes, I love my New Balances. Um, it was great. It was great. I had a great time. Did you buy anything? Yes, I bought a pair of earrings for Robin, and I bought a super cool trilobite fossil for myself, which I was very excited for about. Yourself. And I bought the cool. one that least looked that looked the least like a tiny penis. Oh man. You should have gotten one that looked the most like a tiny penis and then turned it into a belt buckle. That's a good idea. I wonder how that would work to turn it into a belt buckle. All I'm saying is I think you know what you're selling it next year's gem and buckle. <laughs> right. <laughs> Try to buy belt buckles. Yep. You know people would get down with that. 
one thing about this trip, I got a lot to say about this trip. One thing about this trip, on the airplanes, I listened to our own podcast. Oh, nice. And I would just start laughing, like, uncontrollably at parts. And I think I was very much annoying to my seatmates. Right. And I think... (laughs) Oh, fuck. I should have said that. I should have been saying that. Damn it. Sam, where were you when I needed you? I should have been saying, ha 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 ha. Oh, man. I'm listening to the most funniest podcast. You should subscribe and like and review. Damn it. See, I was too... I was too self-conscious that they would realize I was just laughing at my own jokes. Right. <laughs> I feel like it's a good thing to think you're hilarious, right? Yeah, that's got to be healthy, right? I mean, or unhealthy. <laughs> Very unhealthy. Like, who knows these days? Oh, right. But it was very entertaining, so I'm going to give us a little more press and say, if you... He, he, Here's what. Here's my fucking point. If you, <laughs> I was waiting for you to get to your point. <laughs> if you want to listen to our podcast, I think the best places to listen to it are in the gym, on an airplane, and at work. But only at work if someone else is supervising you. And you can use our podcast to actively ignore what they are trying to direct you to do. Yeah. Fuck the man. Fuck the man. That's what I'm saying. Basically what Joel's trying to say is, fuck the man. Right. 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 What I'm also trying to say is, trying to say, God, verb conjugation is difficult. What I'm also trying to say is, I have watched maybe... Five minutes of the Winter Olympics all weekend. Right. Well, I think that maybe before we segue into that, Uh I think that you should tell the people on the podcast what you were telling me before the podcast about how things in Texas, despite what they're advertised, because I've never been to Texas before in my life. Right, right. And I was under the impression that everything was bigger there because that's kind of what their thing, that's what they say, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Well, no, things are not bigger in Texas. Right. Right. I've been to Texas a couple of times, actually. So, for those of you who don't know, and that's everyone, on the way back, my I missed my connection in Dallas, so I ended up spending the night in Dallas. And the, the good people at American Airlines, who should totally sponsor us... Right. Um, and go fuck themselves. And go, and go fuck themselves, because they are the, they are the man. But they put like, me up at they put me yeah. up at a nice hotel, the Marriott. They gave me a twelve dollar dinner voucher and a twelve dollar breakfast voucher, which is great. Like that's not enough to cover a meal, but that's great. And I hung out in the Marriott for like twelve hours. Twelve hours. Could you like skip dinner and get a really boss breakfast for twenty four dollars? Yes, and I did not do that. I thought I I. Could have done that, but I did not. My dinner was pretty good. I had chicken. 
Really, like, showed your, your, like, class when you were like, oh, they put me up at this really nice hotel. It's in there, yeah? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the, I am, that's the kind of person I am. Right. I'm like, oh, sweet. <laughs> this remote control's not chained to the desk. This place is nice. <laughs> that, that's exactly the kind of hotels I go to. No, me too. <laughs> I actually like it when it's chained to the desk because then you can't lose it, you know. There, and there are locks. There are locks on everything. There are locks on yeah. the mini fridge. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. Pregnant uh, pause. Hold on. What's that? Yeah, pregnant pause. We're gonna transition now into the Winter Olympics. Joel has not watched any of, despite being in a extremely large room with a huge TV in Texas um, with probably giant cable package I would imagine I didn't um, even turn the TV on the whole night uh, and I I mean I've been watching the Olympics some and I like uh, I like the Winter Olympics a lot I grew up in it's a lot of snow up there, so I was always, you know, involved in, like, winter sports. And, like, as a kid, I could, like, watch the Winter Olympics and then, like, go outside and go sledding and pretend I was, like, on the bobsled team and all this stuff, you know? <clears throat> but as I've gotten older, I realized that the Winter Olympics are really just really only representative of, like, the most northern of all countries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stay close like, to stay close to your microphone. Sorry. It's uh so it's like this is the Olympics in which like the Norways of the world can really shine because yeah. it's only these countries like that have snow that compete and it's not super representative of the world as you would expect the Olympics to be. Um that being said, uh, the I don't know. I think that the sports in the Winter Olympics are more interesting because they involve much higher rates of speed and ice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you still have you changed your opinion on speed skating at all? You were kind of anti speed skating last time we talked, and. I'm, it's like just it's like the running in the Summer Olympics. It's like kind of cool. It's like oh, they're really fast, but then you like you know it's on for like two fucking hours. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's like you're just watching people skate in a circle for two hours, and it's it becomes not fun. That's a good point. It's like boring. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Now, also like. There's no, like, spectacular crashes, really. I mean, kind of. But it's not like, you know, the people who are doing the downhill skiing, they go 100 miles an hour. Yeah. 100. Like, and they're wearing spandex. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> like, that's fucking bananas. <laughs> you know? Yes. You also, <coughs> excuse me, you also gave me a newfound respect for figure skating. Oh, the Hunger Games? 
well, before that, I was going to get to the Hunger Games. Okay. But framing it as this is something nobody else can do, right? As opposed to swimming or running or, I don't know, weightlifting, I guess? Whereas right. figure skating is a very specific, very technical and expertise-driven sport. But right. then also, with your Hunger Games analysis of, what, what was it, Terry Lipinski and what's the dude's name, Michael Weir? Johnny Weir. Johnny Weir. Jimmy Weir. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Weir. Looking exactly like, uh, what's that actor's name, Stanley Tucci from, <laughs> from the Hunger Games? Right. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, <clears throat> you know, you read these sci-fi futuristic things and you're like, oh, that's so stupid and ridiculous that society would, like, dress up real crazy like that and then, like, like watch these gladiators try to kill each other. And then, you know, you watch the Olympics and you're like, can see, like, you can see a very straight line in between the 2018 figure skating and, like, District 1 in right. the games. You know what I mean? So, on 538.com right now, there's an article that's entitled, Which Winter Olympic Sports See the Most Wipeouts? Uh-huh. And if we're going to create the analogy to between the Winter Olympics and the Hunger Games... Which sports are actually the most dangerous? You would be a little bit surprised. Maybe not. Okay. I feel like the snowboarders wipe out the most, but like they don't get hurt if they wipe out. Ooh, I don't know. Snowboarding is not on the list. It's since nineteen ninety four. Because snowboarding is a pretty new winter sport, so I wonder if they yeah. actually just excluded them from the list. That's interesting. Number one most dangerous is alpine downhill skiing. Yeah. Yeah. Number for, for the aforementioned reasons. Yeah. Number two is short track speed skating. Dangerous? Really? Because they just are all on the ice at the same time? And they fall down a lot. They eat shit all the time. And, yeah, okay. There's actually a gif on the internet that I may try to find. I think it's from the last Olympics in Sochi, where on the last turn, the top three leaders all wipe out. And the fourth place guy just kind of coasts in and wins the gold medal. Nice. Okay, so stoked? Yeah. Number three is cross-country skiing, which I think is more that people get, more like marathon, like people just don't finish. So right. it's not like they wipe out, they just get exhausted and can't finish. Right. Or like... Somebody in the biathlon race goes berserk and just shoots a bunch of people. <laughs> number four is bobsled, and number five is luge. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Number six is Nordic combined. 
I don't know what that means. That's also cross-country skiing. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. And then number seven is biathlon. People getting fucking shot. Yeah. Um, so that's a list of the most dangerous winter Olympic sports based on inability to finish. What you and Jesse were texting me a little while ago, what sports did you want to add and how dangerous would those sports be? Oh, the bazooka biathlon? That's what you said, yeah. Yeah, explain yeah. that to me. Well, it's like, the you know, the biathlon, right? What? Just, you cross-country ski, and then you have to, like, shoot a rifle at the targets. Uh-huh. Okay, so if you know what biathlon is, bazooka biathlon should be pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would just have a bazooka instead of a rifle. And maybe you're shooting at, like, armored vehicles, you know? That's what I was about to ask. You should have super cool targets to aim at. Yeah. Yeah. And this this would be, like, in that trajectory from a modern Olympics to Hunger Games. You know what I mean? Yes. <clears throat> because like, eventually we're like, just... Oh, getting, we're going to up the ante of the biathlon, and then it's like... Oh, we're instead of having them shoot the bazookas at targets, we're going to have them shoot the bazookas at Each trucks, other. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, maybe we'll have the trucks shoot back, you know? And then <laughs> you know, before long, it's the Hunger Games. That's you, all I'm saying. Right, yeah. You can see the logical chain of events going on right, right. there. Yes. Meanwhile, Tara Lipinski is just laughing. <laughs> Unheard, like drone powered, like observation booth. You know? That's gonna happen. That is definitely going to happen. <laughs> that is definitely going to happen. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just don't have the time or the effort to put into investing myself in the Winter Olympics right now. I was watching some women's hockey, and it's interesting. I like Olympic hockey, or I feel like I can get invested in Olympic hockey way more than NHL. Why? Because it's so much more is on the line? I guess, or I buy into the narrative. I buy it. Like, I am really excited about women's hockey right now because I want the U.S. Well, women's hockey is cool. Yes, and you've got this great rivalry between the United States and Canada. Eh. What do you mean, It's and? kind of great, except for Canada smokes them every year. I thought it was pretty 50-50. Well, the U.S. won the first Olympics that they had win women's hockey in, uh -huh. and then Canada has won every single Olympics since then. There's been uh. like six... Because or five. That's maybe they have a real rivalry. Oh, they're in the same group. Oh, that's disappointing. Huh. So they can't play each other. Well, I guess they could theoretically play each other. Interesting.
Yeah, the one thing I watched of the Olympics was the Swedish women's team versus the Korean United team. And Sweden, and so Korea is the home team. Right. Sweden was just smoking them. It was 4 nothing in the second period. Uh, did they make a comeback? No, no, they didn't make a comeback. I left, but I don't think they were going to make a comeback. Uh, I haven't watched any hockey. I watched a little curling. Uh, yeah. Which is a sport that I constantly come under fire for enjoying. Not for me. Uh, Curling is awesome. I know, but I feel like everybody else just thinks it's stupid. But here's the thing. It's like it's like more difficult shuffleboard on ice. Yeah. And shuffleboard right? should be an Olympic sport too. Well, shuffleboard's not quite as complex as curling. Okay. Um, because there's no broom, you know what I mean? Right. It's not like you have somebody who's racing down in front of your shuffleboard, like, sweeping the dust out of the way. Right, and that's a big part of curling. That's a big part of the strategy, how much you want to sweep. I don't know what that is. Right. Yeah. And also, like, curling may be our last chance, Joel, of becoming Olympic athletes, (laughs) you know? I don't know, Sam. I... I actually I actually was watching some curling on TV maybe a month uh-huh. ago. I might have been an Olympic qualifier, actually. It was just on TV. And there was... No, because there was a man and a woman partner, which I thought yeah, was interesting. They do, they do mixed doubles yeah. in the Olympics. But the man was 28 and the woman was 24. Uh-huh. So I... I think I'm past my prime in curling. Uh, all, all I'm saying is those people don't look like they're in great shape. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. And I do want to party in the Olympic Village someday, you know? Yes, that should be on everyone's bucket list. <clears throat> but maybe we just, like, Esteban Loiza of the Olympic Village and just show up with <laughs> 40 kilos 44 of pounds of heroin. Okay, and then throw our own party there. That's a pretty good plan. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do don't do heroin. <laughs> Sam and Joel and Esteban Eliza show up to the Olympics <laughs> under the guise of being the curling team from Mexico. <laughs> from Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> and our curling roster just filled with heroin. That's the thing. The Tijuana curling team. No problem. Yeah. Yes. In the five Olympics prior to this year, the U.S. and Canada have medaled in every tournament. This is women's hockey I'm talking about. Canada has won the last four gold medals in women's hockey dating back to 2002. Huh. Right. So you're right, is what I'm saying. I know. Yeah. The problem is they're in the same group. Group. Right. Well, they probably do that just so that it's not the Canada and the United States yeah. every year. Yeah. And I think it's because like, Korea is the host nation, so they get an automatic spot. Like when South Africa hosted the World right. Cup, I mean. Yeah. 
So Group A is U.S., Canada, Finland, and the Olympic athletes from Russia. Not Russia. Right. The Olympic athletes from Russia. Well, so that means that Russia... Because they're not wearing their own flag, that means that they're not doing performance-enhancing drugs anymore. Right, but that also means that Russia was still able to field an entire women's hockey team. Right. Yeah. And every other sport, too. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like every sport I watch, there's Russian competitors. So it's like it's unclear as to what the penalty was for Russia. I don't know. And getting back to your earlier point about the Olympics not really being the Winter Olympics not really being representative of the world, the eight nations represented here are the United States, Canada, Finland, Russia, Switzerland, Sweden, Japan, and Korea. Right. So, check your map. Yeah, they're all in the north. Yeah. It's true. It's it's like, I mean, even if you didn't know what countries these people were from, you could look at them and be like, all of these people are from the north. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like white people and there's some Asians. And some Asians, yeah, white people and some Asians. Yeah. And I wonder about that because, so in the Winter Olympics, if you look at the medal count, countries like Norway and Sweden... Austria is a big Austria, competitor. yeah. The Netherlands, like, crush speed skating for some reason. So they get inflated medal counts. But whereas, if you look at Summer Olympics, to a degree, your medal count is based on your population. U.S., Russia, Chi- China now. I guess India doesn't get a lot of medals. No. The U.S., Russia, and China are the big three. Yeah, yeah. So what kind of international games could we arrange where only, like, Uganda and Sri Lanka would dominate? Right. Right. A little thing I like to call the Hunger Games, Joel. (laughs) <laughs> yes. The great, the yes. great equalizer. The great equalizer. <laughs> anyway, that may be the greatest. That that may be the greatest moment in our podcasting history. <laughs> that was good. <clears throat> All right, Sam. Yep. We got ten minutes left. Do you want oh, to talk man. about you, darling? Pregnant pause. Oh yeah, pregnant pause time. Ten minute pregnant pause. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> sh- 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 Wait, stop. Stop talking. Pregnant pause time. I'm going to sip my beer. I feel like we don't need to artificially manufacture one. I feel like they happen organically. Pretty, pretty regular. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about you, Dovish, going to the Cubs, Shohei Otani. My thoughts about the Super Bowl Part 2, or uh-huh. your thoughts about Star Wars. What do you want to talk about? Oh, man. Star Wars, for sure. But go for you it. probably don't need to go ten minutes into Star Wars. Okay. Uh, I, saw, I saw Star Wars today, the newest Star Wars. The newest Star Wars. Know, 
Which was fine. Yeah. It was like... Spoiler alert. Spo- oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'd say that after I do spoilers. Yeah. The, I feel like the first new Star Wars was just like... Basically, it was a remake of the first, first Star Wars. Right. Same deal. Same plot line. Same sort of like ending place, you know. Um, and... Like, they, they blow up the Death Star. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. In the end of the first movie, and in the end of the the new first movie. Yeah. <coughs> um, so, so, yeah. This second movie didn't really, like, totally, uh, you know, it wasn't a remake of The Empire Strikes Back, but it, right. it like, very liberally stole plot devices and like it, it was like basically right down the middle again for like sci-fi it's like stole some stuff from Battlestar Galactica yes a lot of stuff from yes. previous Star Wars movies I love the um, Battlestar Galactica the, the chase scene is Battlestar Galactica right that whole yeah. kind of oh they can the fo- they can follow us through space they can follow right. us they while we track us through yeah. light speed that, that's the entire point of Battlestar Galactica Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, what else? There was something else that I saw, which, you know, is fine. I feel like uh, science fiction is kind of a cannibalistic uh, genre in general. Sure. Um, uh, so Star Wars doing it is it's okay. But the thing that kind of, like, the thing that makes... It's weird. It's not weird. But the thing that kind of strikes you about watching Star Wars movies now is that, like, so much of our technology that we use and take for granted today has eclipsed the technology in the Star Wars universe. Um, You know, like, the iPhone is, like, far more advanced than, like, so much of the technology in those movies. And I'm not complaining about that. I just think that at some point they should probably start to, you know, make a nod to it. Like, make references to that in these movies. Um, Because it it doesn't seem like they're trying very hard to be innovative. And I feel like they're going to lose their demographic if they don't try to do some of that. I think... I. I know what you're saying, but, okay, here's my answer to that. In the movie Rogue One, which I have not watched all the way through, I watched the first half of it and I didn't finish it, they have a scene... Was it Forrest Whitaker that made you turn it off? (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I actually really liked Forrest Whitaker's character. It was the fight scenes where I didn't know what was happening and I didn't care. Right. Is what actually made me turn that off. Right, but, and you kept waiting for people to use the Force and it never happened? Or, like, the rebel dies, but I'm like, I don't know who that guy is anyway, so I don't <laughs> care. That guy seemed like a prick. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, why not? That guy's dead. Okay, fine. The thing that I want to say, though, is that in that movie, 
they are stealing things that look like they're on... They're stealing the plans for the Death Star that look like they're on film. Uh-huh. And I think that they did that very purposefully. Like microfiche? Like microfiche, exactly. Y your point is valid because I think the first movies were made in the 1970s and 1980s, and they couldn't predict actually where technology was going to take us. Right. But I would counter it with this is taking place a very long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Which, I'm not saying that, like, as for the universe that it exists in, it needs to, needs to get modernized. I'm just saying that, like, they're making these movies by the dozen, like the Marvel movies, the new Han Solo movies coming out, and all they're doing is kind of relying on the Star Wars names while kind of making a generic science fiction uh, epic. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, it's, it like could be algorithm created. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... It's like you put all the movies, sci-fi movies together, and then you, like, put the Star Wars filter on it, and then, like, this machine shits out a movie, and that's what you're making. I think people are going to get sick of that. I agree with that. But the point that I wanted to make was, I think they actually have a very interesting theory of technology in that what if technology developed entirely differently than the way it does in our universe? What sure. if you had a universe where they were able to create functional AI like C-3PO and light speed transportation like the Millennium Falcon, but they cannot master MP3 data collection? Okay. Does that, do you see what I'm saying? Or I do, except for like some of the robots can talk. And some can't. Yeah, you were talking, some telling can, me about you know? And how come Luke Skywalker can understand C-3PO? I mean, O2-D2? Well, I mean, maybe he just speaks the bleep blue language, you know? But he doesn't. Like, they've established that. He meets O2-D2 random... Uh, yeah, no, O2-D2 randomly at the slave auction. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of right. holes. There's a lot of holes. <laughs> also, Luke Skywalker, slave owner. I feel like we're just glossing over that part of the story. There's a lot on the internet about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe we just not bring the right part. Of the <laughs> There's a lot on the internet about that. Okay. All right. Let's wrap this up. We're at one hour right now. One thing All I right. wanted to talk about before we left. So, we did not get our robots from Tokyo, Japan listening to us last week. And I'm convinced, Sam, that it's because we didn't talk about Shohai Otani. So, okay. I think that this season, we need to be like paparazzi on Shohai Otani. And be reporting okay. everything that he does. Good, bad, and ugly. Just so that our, our Japanese fans will stay tuned in. I heard that he, like, ate an In-N-Out burger, because that's, like, a big California thing. Uh -huh. 
and then he was just constipated for a week. <laughs> there we go. That's yeah. good. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. That's like the news that In N Out Burger doesn't like. No. I feel bad about that because I really like In N Out Burger. Um, yeah, well, he didn't make him sick. He just couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't poop. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a lot to say about the Super Bowl, but we're running out of time. So like, I, just give me like three words that encapsulates <sighs> your what you wanted to say about the Super Bowl. Did can I do four? I got four words. <laughs> oh no, I can do three words and. A symbol. Can I do three words and a, and a symbol? You can do three words and an eyebrow configuration. Okay, right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is going to be hard. <laughs> Belichick sucks at defense. Let the record show that Joel <laughs> did not move his eyebrows at all. Oh, sorry, I made a hand gesture. <laughs> The inflection uh, of my voice. Go read the head gesture outside of the range of his camera. So I didn't even see it. <laughs> uh, I was trying to add a question mark at the end. Oh, does does Belichick, Belichick suck at defense? Yeah, or did he in that game? Is my question. Yeah, definitely. Right. Everything, everything I've read. We talked last week about Malcolm Butler and uh-huh. that Malcolm Butler being benched, and we kind of went back and forth about how important that was. Everything I've read since then has said yes, it was very important. Not just because of what Butler does for the New England defense, but it created a chain reaction uh-huh. because they basically had to slide every cornerback and safety down the slot. So then right. New England was essentially at a disadvantage at every receiver position on defense. Fun fact about Malcolm Butler, never been constipated in his entire life. <laughs> Has he ever eaten at in and out That, I don't know. <laughs> all I know is that that is like the most regular man in the world. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's a good thing to know. All right, we got to wrap this up. Um, ah. So, Hunger Games Winter Olympics. We talked a little bit about this before. What do you need to see in Hunger Games Winter Olympics? Oh, other than Bazooka by Athlon? Yeah. <clears throat> what about, like, the half pipe that eats people? Ooh, that's a good one. So it's like the half pipe has teeth and it like slowly closes so you have to like get down it and do your tricks yes it's like you have to like go like jump up and then like the half pipe will like chomp closed and if you don't get your timing right it'll just chomp you what about uh downhill skiing with landmines yeah or like avalanche skiing what starts the avalanche so like they like I don't know. They have like a seismic like things under the snow. So like you go down and then they start an avalanche behind you. So if you screw up, the avalanche kills you. Yeah, yeah, I like that. 
How about... Um, and everybody skis at once, too, because they can't just start multiple avalanches. <laughs> and so on the way down, all the skiers are also trying to, like, pass each other and, like, knock each other over, you know? How about... What Winter Olympic sport would the abominable snowman be involved with? Um, like, could we do biathlon, except biathlon involves you being chased by mutant snowmen, is what I'm asking. Oh, okay. What about, like, figure skating? And you have to figure skate, but there's, like, a... Like a polar bear on the ice trying to kill you. Also, there you go, mutant polar bear, mutant po abominable snowman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. What about? I thought I thought you were asking me what sport the abominable snowman would be like competitive, and I was having trouble. <laughs> yeah, that would be tough. I actually think the abominable snowman, <laughs> like hockey, probably right is the answer. Right, actually. <laughs> Well, we talked about this last week. Why are there no hand-to-hand -hand combat sports in the Winter Olympics? Because the abominable snowman might actually be better at the Summer Olympics where he can wrestle and do Taekwondo. Right. Yeah, or weightlifting. <laughs> right. Right. Why is there no ice lifting? Wait, what lumberjack games are there in the frozen north, right? Ice fishing? Uh -huh. Ice, ice carving, trucking? ice trucking, is that thing? Ice road trucking. <laughs> is that is that thing? Oh. Ice road truckers. No, yeah. Never heard of it. Um, uh, sorry. You should be. Yeah, I am. <laughs> All right. Uh, what did we not get to talk about? Uh, that we wanted to. Yeah. What? You Darvish got signed by the Cubs for 125 million for five years. Yeah, Cubs. I don't think they'll be as good as they have been, but they're gonna win their division, right? Yeah, you yeah. Darvish is a good, a good pitcher. Yeah. Why are and they, they still haven't signed Jake Arrieta? That's right? what I was gonna ask. Why have they not signed Arrieta yet? I think he's probably not as good as you Darvish. Right. Same with uh, John Lester, right? He's free agent or no? He is, yes. Did I make that up? You did not make that up. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't know. I wish the Pirates hadn't torn the whole thing down. Burn, burn it down? Yeah, I wish the Pirates did not decide to do that. All right, what do you think? Which team do you think is going to be worse this year? The Pirates or the Marlins? The, uh, the Marlins, I think. I agree. Stronger yeah. division. Well, the Marlins are, like, actively going to try to lose. The Pirates are going to, like, compete. They're just going to have shitty players. So, the, like, the Marlins don't have any desire to win. The Pirates think that they have a long-term plan. But they don't. But they think they do. Right. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a sad state of affairs right there. Uh, um, if you were to hold the... So the Winter Olympics have gone to Salt Lake City. 
Pyongyang, Korea, Seoul, uh, where were they? Sochi, Russia. What town should they be in next time? You know, they should be in that town. I guess that's also in Russia. That's okay. Notice this town recently that's been popping up. There's like a documentary about it, and now I think there's like a uh, reality show that's set there. Huh. Where it's like, it's the coldest habit, habitable, it's like the coldest place in the world yeah. that has a permanent human settlement that's not oh. like scientific. Science yeah, based, like in you Siberia, know? you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't get above. 40 below zero in the Ever. months of, like, September yes. and, like, May, you know what I mean? Right, right. Then we can really hunger games of shit out of this. Right. Yeah. That would be, you know, that would be good. I'm not sure there's mountains there, but... That's okay. We wouldn't have mountain sports. We would have, like, survival, don't die sports. They also, I wouldn't put it past, like, Dubai hosting the Winter Olympics. <laughs> And just, like, building all indoor facilities, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're just like, fuck it, you wouldn't let us have the World Cup, so we're just taking the Winter Olympics. Right, yeah, exactly. We're just going to buy the Winter Olympics. Right. Or, like, you know, Nome, Alaska. We could have the Winter Olympics in Nome, Alaska, yeah. I guess. Sled dog. Um, it's sled, sled dog racing is not winter. I guess the dogs are the ones being the athletes. But equestrian, yeah. uh, all right, I, I'm not going to take us down that wormhole. What, puppy ball? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. This has been Dump on the Yump. Tonight is Monday, February 12th. We're not going to talk about puppy ball, but I got a lot of opinions about puppy ball. That's uh, true. Uh, it th does. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Sam, have a good night. Yeah, you too. I will talk to you all soon. Um, have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow.